Hello, dear viewers. Welcome to the live conversation on Alatra TV. This broadcast is a part of the Creative Society project launched on the platform of Alatra International Public Movement. At the moment, our goal is to inform all people on Earth about the possibility of building a creative society, a society where every person is happy, safe, and comfortable. In order to achieve it, we use the modern technologies and the rule of six handshakes. The more we talk about the idea of building a creative society, the faster it will be implemented. You can learn, <clears throat> you can learn more about this wonderful project by visiting our website, alatraunites.com. So once again, welcome everyone. My name is Christina, and my co-host today is lovely Carla, and she will introduce our today's guest. Hi, everybody, and have and thank you again for being with you today. Um, I do have a pleasure to introduce you uh, Anne, Anne Murphy, and she is an incredible health uh, coach and that leads people really to create. Can you hear me well? Yes. Okay, uh, she leads people really to tap into the greatness through uh, another view of health and wellness. So it's a it's a huge honor to have you here today, Anne. Uh, she you. is in the United States, and um, now, uh, well, she is really impacting and creating a new perspective of how we can connect with ourselves through health and wellness. So I would love to that you will introduce a little bit about yourself to the audience, right? And what is the first one thing that drives you to do what you're doing? Um, so I, um, I'll tell you a little bit about my background. I, uh, I, I had a health crisis um, 20 years ago now. And I was always somebody who was drawn to like nature you know, the outside, I've always been a person drawn to these things. So um, I had this health crisis and I went to a specialist and they wanted to put me on this list of medications. Well, I went home and I researched and um, I found out that a lot of those medications could kill me. And I had three, I had a newborn, a two-year-old and a four-year-old. So it didn't make sense to me. So it led me down this rabbit hole of what else can I do? And it led me to um, learning how to take control of my health. And I was able to help myself get better. And it led me to, I went to nutrition school, studied psychology of eating, um, digestion, the immune system, um, toxins in the body. And then I took a deep dive in environmental toxins and their effects on the body and how to you know get rid of them both the exposure and what's inside you like and then mindset like so it was just like all of this stuff you know that um i brought together and that's when i you know i i guess i started working with people in 2011 when i graduated nutrition school um and then what was your question <laughs> uh what drives you what drives why me? yeah exactly what is the main core for you to really put yourself out there and inspire other people to take uh responsibility about the health and wellness that's it right there you need to take responsibility of your health nobody can fix you and i i can't tell i've had people well you're going to tell me what to eat oh, i don't know what you can eat you should eat but i know how to Hope you find out what works best for you. So what drives me is teaching people to take that responsibility and to realize that we have the power to, to 
heal. Our bodies are programmed to heal. Our bodies are always trying to keep homeostasis, keep us in balance and keep us healthy and going. And we've lost that. We've lost touch of that. So that is, I guess, my driving force is to help people realize you can be the expert on yourself because nobody else can be. And that um, um, there's a lot of things to, to slowly start to implement that make changes. And some of that's adding in and some of that's taken away. And that's, that's the beauty of it. And, that, and you have the power to have that knowledge as to what you need. You just need to learn how to tap back into it because it's there. Mm -hmm. I, I think it's super important what you just say, right? I mean, we it's not about uh, tell someone what you need to do. Is okay, give this possibilities and you choose what is the best for you. It's a completely mm -hmm. different approach, right? Um, before we're getting in, our producers are, I have done some beautiful collage for you, right? And we do desire that you will uh, share a little bit about your story. Uh, as you said, nature is one of your core and mm -hmm. in one second it's gonna be on the screen. So just share with us your beauty. <laughs> look at this beautiful. Yeah, so, okay. So if you look at the bottom left to the ocean and the bay, um, I grew up on Long Beach Island, New Jersey. I spent all of my summers there and some of my winters. Um, and that bay picture with the sunset, um, I've been going there my whole life. My sister now owns the house that we grew up in and I still go there. And so I always, when I was growing up, I would always say, well, I have salt in my veins and sand in my toes. Like it never leaves. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, I love nature. I love being outside. Um, I hike, you know, I live in the woods in Pennsylvania. I hike. So, you know, that's a big part of me. Um, that middle picture, I love that one with the, um, that is, I call, um, we were standing in front of that mural, mural and um, that's my soul sister, Kat. She, I call her my sister from another mother and father. She is a true sister to me. She lives in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And I go out there every year, except I didn't go last year because of, you know, everything that's been going on, but uh, we always have fun together. And we were in downtown Tulsa and there's that mural. And we were, we have, I have pictures up. We were playing, pretending we were playing the instruments, having fun because fun's important. We have to have fun. Um, the, the bottom right, that was me teaching a cooking class. I used to teach at a yoga studio for about two years. Every month I taught a cooking class. Um, right above that with the holding the vegetables, uh, one of my lady farmer friends, um, she's an organic farmer and that was at her table. And um, I, I growing up, I wanted to be a farmer. I mm -hmm. love having my hands in the dirt and I love fresh vegetables. Like I go to her farm and there's a lot of organic Amish farms by me. So um, and that was just, I was messing around doing, I actually was doing a little photo shoot um, with, there. Um, that, <laughs> That picture in the center in the top there with the water, that is actually um, Loch Ness, and that is the Loch Ness Castle Ruins. I was there in 2018 in the uh, highlands of Scotland, exploring all over. And, um, oh, my God, I loved it. It's, 
it's a magical place. It really is. Um, the weather stinks, but <laughs> it's magical. But that was that I put my hand in in the Loch Ness, and uh, that was just such a incredible experience for me. Um, that's mysterious, then, as they say it is that there is. This oh, it's <laughs> it is. It's mysterious. It's magical. It's it's yeah. I was, and oh, I, when I was in the castle ruins, one of the men who works there, he would. Oh, I, I wish I know more about um, Scottish history now than I did then, but he was giving me all this like history, and it was just. It was so captivating. I talked to him for like 20 minutes and he was just like the, uh, and the McDonald clan. That's my clan. We held this castle for, I was like over 200 years. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. I don't know what it means, but it's so cool. Um, but yeah, magical, magical place. Um, and then those are my three kids. In the other picture, um, we go apple picking there's an apple orchard well there's a bunch of i live out in the woods i live out in the country and there's um but there's this one place we go to every fall and pick a whole a whole bunch of baskets of apples and then we come home and we make applesauce um apple pies this year i want to make um uh, apple butter so yeah but that's just something that me and my kids do and they're they're um their, you know, girlfriends, boyfriends and stuff go too. But, um, and we just have fun. We make it a day of it. So, yeah. So that's, you know, I, I'm about outdoors and, and real food and, you know, the, or, or get everything like, or the organicness of life, not this, um, man-made stuff, I guess. <laughs> mm -hmm. Thank you very much, Anne for the wonderful pictures it gave us an insight of, you know, your life. And it just felt like we we're there with you, you know, being, <laughs> part, being the part of the family. So thank you for that. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, coming back to, to our interview, I would like to ask you, um, how important is it to change your own mindset and how do negative thoughts affect our life and, uh, and our health as well? <laughs> it's, that's the number one thing. I remember when I was in nutrition school, there was um, a woman who had graduated a year or two before me, and she was specializing in um, in working with people who were obese. And her, I remember an interview that she was um, on. She was talking about the first three months. We don't do anything with food or exercise. We work on the mindset, and a lot of times they actually start losing weight before we even add anything else, make any like physical changes and you know it's so important and it's something you know it's I'm so much better at helping other people with mindset <laughs> I still have my struggles with mindset you know like I said we're always in flux and um but the mindset's key because like I've had people well well I don't have time to cook or I don't I don't have time to do this and it's like well but that's a priority so how can we shift this? And a lot of times, you know, and it's not that people well, I want to get rid of my negative thinking, but you're not going to get rid of it. Like we're wired that way, but you can learn to realize that it's just a thought or a feeling that doesn't mean it's real and that it's all stories and, and we can change the stories. I had a mentor once, she used to say, you know, somebody else has had that pen 
Now it's your turn to pick up the pen and start writing. So, you know, it is a key and it is something that I, I when I'm working with people, I help them um, become aware of that. Like what is, what is that negative stuff? And then, so now let's, let's look at it in another way. And, and sometimes there's negative thoughts can actually be an impetus to change as well. So um, it's key. And, and I guess learning how, how to re reverse that, that's a process, you know, and that's something that I try and, and, you know, really work with people on as we're, you know, making changes. And, um, and like I said, it's, it's easier to help other people. So, you know, don't beat yourself up if you're like mindset, cause all of like all of even, I mean, even I took two, I have two mindset certifications and, and even in that was, they were a couple ran that program and, um, and they would share like, you know, wow, I've, you know, I've really been, been in it today and, and then how they got out of it, you know, so it's an important part of it. Yeah, I totally agree with that because I've been also in so many cases, you have so many bad thoughts and you're thinking like, is it really me? Mm -hmm. <laughs> why, yeah. would I, why would I be damaging myself, you know, and harming myself with these like thoughts? So once I realized, you know, that I'm in control of, of it, I should be in control of them, you know, mm -hmm. and I can choose whether, okay, I don't want to listen to this, you know, mm -hmm. and I want to, you know, change and switch my attention onto something else, you know. You can choose. You can choose either to, you know, to have this accept this emotion, or, or you can right. switch to something else. So yeah, well, and that's just like you know, you ever you have a bad day and it just spiral, 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 spiral. Well, the first time I ever did it, like, because it used to be like, okay, that that would just like just be down. The first time I actually like, oh, okay, wait a minute, mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be this way. Like I can put it my attention on something else and realize that just because I'm having these feelings and thoughts doesn't mean they're real. doesn't mean they're based in anything. And I was able to like turn it around and I like restarted my day and it, it had a totally different outlook than it would have had before. Right. So we create, you know, our reality, you know, mm -hmm. right. So mm -hmm. I wanted also um, to ask you, you know, that, you know, nowadays, um, majority of people, I would say, suffer from this like burnout syndrome, you know, they're exhausted from work, you know, they're in a constant hassle, you know, they don't have enough time, you know, for their families, for themselves. And how important, in your opinion, is it to slow down? And how can we create this healthy work-life balance? I've worked with people on this. Uh, I've had several clients with this and, and me myself, um, I had a very successful network marketing business um, before I got into this and um, I burned out. I ended up with adrenal fatigue and just total burnout. Um, and I can honestly say that learning to work less is the most important thing. I, I, um, I know so many people who went through the same thing and they, they always talk about, well, now I work less and I have more time and more money, you know, um, the push, push, push. If you, if you don't have time to go outside, that's when you need to go outside. You know, if you're like, I've been sitting here for four hours and I still haven't gotten this written and I still haven't done this. Go away, 
put it away. I have a deadline. Screw the deadline. Because you change that scene. The best thing to do is go outside. But if you can't do that, go do something else. Because what happens is it changes the, the neurons that are being fired. And if you go outside and get in nature, I mean, they've actually scientifically, you know, proven that it literally changes the whole, you know, the whole physicality of yourself. Um, and that, when I'm, when I'm feeling that way, or like, even if I'm frustrated or can't figure it's go outside, go to the woods. If I'm at the shore, go, you know, go to the bay, go to the ocean, go do something outside. You know, I go out in, in the woods, I hike, I hug trees, you know, because it, it literally, it changes the whole, those negative ions change everything in your whole body. And it literally changes. And a lot of times when you're not thinking about what you need to work on and you are um, doing something else, answers come. Because mm -hmm. it's changed that it's changed that dynamic. It's taken that that stress that a lot of times you may not even realize that the the amount of stress that you had. So yeah, it's it's so important. We need to slow down. We need to have time. And I remember I this was early on. I was in my twenties and I worked at an insurance company. And this woman said she was a secretary to the manager, and she said. Um, you know, I used to get so upset and I would take work home and she goes, and I realized like, this is just what I do. It's not who I am. And the same thing, you know, if you have a business, it's still like, yes, it is, it is a part of you and a projecting of you, but it's not who you are. And I think we are so caught up in success and it's always be more, be more, be more, do more, do more. And it's, we're human beings and we, we don't be anymore. So I think it's really important, you know, take that step back and, um, and make that time for yourself, for your friends, for your family. Mm -hmm. It's very wise. Thank you. Um, I mean, it's super crucial to really start tapping into who we are, right. And who we are being in the moment and mm -hmm. not to be outside of ourselves. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So as as we started the the this broadcast, broadcast right, uh, we spoke a little bit about Alatra International Public Movement as well, and this led to this an amazing project, really to understand what that means to build and to create a creative society. And this platform for at least nine years um, has been asking people all over the world about how they envision it, right? Creative society and what unify everybody. And after really analyzing a lot of people, a few thousands of people, right? Everybody came to an incredible, I mean, uh, the pillars of what we desire to see in this creative society. Um, and, and we would like to really to discuss a little bit the first foundation uh, with you. Um, so I, I think it's important because this will give us the opportunity to understand that, as you said before, is who we are, right? And the human life and the human, in the human, the self itself is, is important to pay attention about it. So we would love to discuss with you this principle, this fundamental. 
Okay, and would you like to read it out, please? Yeah, human life is the highest value. Life of any human has to be protected as one's own. The goal of society is to ensure and guarantee the value of each human's life. There is not and never can there be anything else more valuable than a human's life. If one human is valuable, valuable, then all people are valuable. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think a lot of times we lose sight of that. Um, I think a lot of times we lose sight of even somebody take, I'll give, for instance, um, one of my dear friends owns a historic um, bed and breakfast. It's a Victorian mansion. It was built in the 1800s. And um, she's got this guy when she bought the, when she bought the inn, um, I guess like 13 years ago, um, this man, Rosie came with the inn. He um, he's on a work program. He he's like 60 some years old and he's got the, the mentality of um, like a six or seven year old, maybe eight or nine, you know, it's very, but he comes in every Monday and he does the laundry and he does whatever else, you know, is asked of him. And we, we all love him, you know, the value that he brings and the importance he brings. And like, if he can't, my daughter actually manages the bed and breakfast, you know, and she's like, so we like, oh, Rosie didn't come in today. And we're like, was he okay? You know, like, so just people would marginalize someone like that. A lot of people would, and the value that he brings, and just like, I'll walk in and he's like, hey, how you doing, Anne? <laughs> or mm -hmm. Tyler will come home and she's like, Rosie was asking, how's your mom today? <laughs> you know, so I think we need to realize that, um, Nobody's better than anybody else. That's Everybody true. brings mm -hmm. something of value to the table. Um, and I think we can learn from everybody. There's a um, autistic girl that comes into my chiropractor's office. And I actually, I saw her yesterday. I hadn't seen her in a couple of weeks. And um, there's just, there's so much there and I've, I've actually over the years gotten so much from her. So I think it's really important that, you know, we, people realize that everybody does matter. Yeah. Everybody, everybody adds something. So under your point of view, uh, what can every person can really contribute to, to create that better society and how you can really think that you can absolutely inspire other people to start taking that responsibility that we spoke about before. What do you yeah. feel about that? Yeah, it's, you know, I think, I think what you said there with people taking the responsibility, I think in our society, that personal responsibility has been lost. Um, And I think that goes along with what we were talking about with mindset, that um, it's, we've been, I, I believe, duped into thinking that we don't have that response, that personal responsibility. Again, like, 
oh, well, the doctor knows best for me. No, no doctor is going to get any better, you know? Um, and even like all this stuff, you know, like we've got all these, you know, basically locking in your home, home arrest. And it's like, what about the personal responsibility? We've always had virus. We've always, there's always, there, we have more in us and on us than, than we have human DNA. And it's like, what about the personal responsibility? You know, it's, oh, there's no safety in life ever. Nothing is safe. You assess your risks and then decide, is it something I want to do or not do, depending on what those risks are? And I think that goes with everything in life. Like, you know, we all have to take that personal responsibility. And it's something that has been um, really, I think the importance of it has been kind of negated, taken away. And we want everybody else to fix us and everybody else to do for us and everybody else to, um, to, to tell us what we should do. And I mean, that's not how, that's not how you'd be optimal in anything, in anything. Yeah. I completely agree with that, that, you know, the responsibility is on us and it's all in our hands, like what kind of future we create for us. So it's the same with our society, you know, because we delegated the, you know, our responsibility, us as humanity to someone else. And we're waiting that somebody will come and fix all the problems, but they mm. won't. Mm -mm. And I came across like a, Really nice post of you, very interesting post. And um, if you don't mind, I would read it out. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, so um, quoting you, Anne, it's interesting, dot, dot, dot. If you eat real organic food and stay away from man-made chemical-laden packaged pseudo-food, yes, that is what it is, fake food, <laughs> you are considered extreme, like there is something wrong with you. If you prioritize and get yourself moving throughout your day, Get out in nature. Take time to take uh, to make real food. Hydrate. Avoid toxins throughout your day. You are extreme. Never mind that doing this causes less illness, less chronic issues, less weight, and make you feel energetic and alive. People tend to look at you like you're a bit crazy. Extreme. Here is how I look at it. Extreme? I think it's pretty extreme to be on numerous medications, struggle with weight, suffer from one <clears throat> or more chronic issues not feel good, beat yourself up at the gym, need coffee and other aids to have energy. I think it is extreme to have body parts cut out, to be reliant on medications, to not be able to get outside and be physical with your body, to expect that diabetes, asthma, heart issues, blood pressure issues, anxiety, depression, cancer are normal parts of life. Remember, just because it is common does not mean it is normal. And um, none of the stuff that is considered normal these days is so. We do not have to experience these things if we do different, if we actually take care of our bodies, if we educate ourselves on what actually creates health. Remember, you are either adding or depleting with everything you put in your body, and the truth is, only things in their natural state can truly nourish you. So I really, really liked <laughs> that post because it's I don't know it just says everything so let's talk about this like you know okay. now this considered not 
well and something is considered extreme so <laughs> it was funny when you were reading that <laughs> i could actually remember when i was right that was actually a rant i was like <laughs> <laughs> that was a rant because um yeah um i had had a conversation with somebody and i was really frustrated because <laughs> like it, their health problems were um well, it's just the way it is. And I'm like, no, it's not. You know, and I think they were going to be having like the, the doctor wanted them to have surgery or something. And I'm like, why? No, like, why? Like, and 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 that goes back to what we were talking about before. Like, we have been programmed into thinking like that this is the way it is. That it's normal to get sick. It's mm -hmm. not normal to get sick. Any kind of illness and even pain, you know, like I have major back issues, but that's all, there's a root to it, you know, and it's learning that root and, um, um, but that's considered extreme. Oh no, no, just take medications and, 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 you know, that's normal. And it's like, it's backwards. It's backwards. Um, and I think, again, it comes back to that changing the thought patterns around that, that mindset and learning, like nobody wants to actually learn. Well, how does, how does this creation that we're in, how does it work? You know, and this, this pseudo food, when you look at, when you look at health, you know, a hundred years ago, one in a thousand people had cancer. And now it's like, what, one in four, I think. Um, when I was growing up, I knew one kid who had a food allergy. And now everybody's got, if not an allergy, a sensitivity. You know, people, and people don't even realize it. Well, what's changed? What they put in their body. And I, you know, it, it was, so when I had my health crisis, I literally one day came home and threw out everything in my kitchen and started getting organic food. And like, I always ate real food, but I ate packaged, like I, we, I used processed stuff too, you know? And it was like, I got rid of that. And, um, and the difference that it made, like I felt it right away. And I can, I can tell now, like if I eat something that's not real, and even if it's not organic, I feel it in my body, you know? So we've, we have taken that and that <laughs> just because something is common doesn't mean it's normal. That's something I say about everything. Like, you know, oh yeah, well, no, just because it's common doesn't mean it's normal because it's not normal to have aches and pains. It's not normal to have digestive issues. You know, it's not normal to not have energy. You know, it's not normal to need caffeine mm -hmm. to be able to function or yeah, think. Exactly. You know, like that's not normal. So. Um, yeah, that little rant, like that was kind of, I was like, oh my, like people think like all this stuff, like it's normal to take. I remember when I first started health coaching for the first three years, I worked with um, a massage therapist. I worked in her office, you know, and I would work with people who were younger than me and they were taking like three or four medications. And I'm like, I mean, I still to this day don't take anything, 
you know, and, and okay, here's, so um, a family member, one of my brother-in-laws, um, when I go to the shore, I take my own food because they don't eat the way I do. So I take my own food. And um, I had a brother-in-law tell me, sitting at the table, I was eating. And he's like, you're crazy, you know. And I looked at him and I'm like, yeah. And he says, yeah, like all this stuff and all you do, it's crazy. It doesn't, it, it doesn't make any sense. I didn't say anything, but I'm thinking to myself, hmm, you're only a couple years older than me. And I know you take three or four medications, like serious health, you know, and I'm like, and I'm thinking to myself, and that all could be changed. <laughs> like, <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. I didn't say anything because you know what I've realized? Um, I'm not talking to people who don't want to hear it anymore because it just frustrates me. It doesn't affect them. <laughs> right. But if we like take it, you know, this story, for example, um, from the side of, you know, again, coming back to the, going back to the first foundation of creative society, human's life. Mm -hmm. So in creative society, if human's life is the highest value, it's in the first place, right? Then imagine. I love that. The food, you know, we, we won't get poisoned, you know, because right. human life is the highest value. So it affects every single sphere of life of every single person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because everything, see, and that, <laughs> okay. So what you eat, people say to me, oh, you look great. I'm going to be 58 in a couple months. You know, people, nobody believed it. They think I'm in my 40s. And it's like food becomes your cells. So what you're eating is is what you're looking at. You know, people say, oh, well, how's your skin? And it's like, because I eat real food, because I drink a lot of water. <laughs> I had, this is with me all the time. You know, I take care of myself. I eat, I eat to energize. Like we eat to, the, the, the basic reasons we eat are to keep our brain working because our brain keeps all the, all the systems in our body functioning, you know, and what we eat affects ourselves. Like the whole epigenetics, you know, what, what genes are only 10% of what's going to happen to you. 90% is what are you doing? What are you eating? What are you thinking? You know, are you using your body? Like all of this, stuff that we have control of and that's all what that that makes the decision of what gets fired and what doesn't so um yeah like it all comes back to foods right in there with that 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 first rule there like it's I, yeah I it, agree. it amazes me that it go it's just like over people's heads <laughs> yeah i think we have to create that constructive creative society where um, even if we have the things that is normalized, right? Because there is a pattern, 
doesn't mm. mean, as you said before, that is the right thing. We have to be really a thinking process to really um, analyze what what we're leading to and how I, I it's, it's very important in this moment because if we want to create a healthier society as well, we have to put the pillars and the foundation as we spoke before. Mm -hmm. And it started all, all, all with a really observation of how our society is building in the basics with the pillars um, that are related to the well-being, right, the health, uh, relationships, and so on. So mm -hmm. it's a huge opportunity to create uh, that reflection and introspection. You know, what you just said there, Carla, that's a huge part of it, like the well-being and the health, because that mm. what you're putting in, so, you know, it becomes, it becomes you know, your cells and, and, and all that. And all of that in, influences your thoughts and your feelings and your actions. Correct. So when you look at what's going on in the world today, like, I mean, and on all levels, you know, everything, um, there's so much being fueled by those pseudo foods, those things that people, you know, and, and what are they doing? It's not, it's not building again. You're either, you're either, you know, adding or taking away. You're either, mm -hmm. you know, depleting or, or building, you know, in your body and in your mind and in what you do. And I think so much of it is depleted and, and yeah. that's why, and, and forced, there's so much force and, um, and, um, yang energy, mm -hmm. you know, exactly. push and force. And, and again, when you look at, you know, when you look at yin and yang, when you look at that stuff, even when you look at the Tao, it's all, um, it's about ebb and flow and it's about, yeah, we need force, but we also need, that gentleness, that lightness, mm -hmm. that um, that space, and that um, coming from the the feelings and the emotion part, not the force, 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 and let it flow. And I can remember um, my mindset mentor. We were actually it, he was doing a thing on the Tao with um, a chapter from um, one of the books, and he was like, he said, you know, so you got this big river. And you got this huge boulder in the middle of it. Where's the power coming from? And some people are like, well, that rock, because it's standing there and it's making the water part. And um, and he's like, is it really? It's using force to push in the river. It's just flowing. It's like, oh yeah, I'll go around it like this. And guess what? It's wearing that rock down a little bit at a time, you know? And I really like when I look at, especially like, you know, people in business, they're what we were talking about. Always go, 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 go. Got to do more. Got to do more. Got to do more. Always got to, you know, oh, well, meet this goal. Got to meet the next goal. Got to do this, that. And even our politics, like worldwide, it's all like force, force and push, push. There's no yin. It's all yang. There's nothing that's flowing and flow is the best state to be in. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. We have to balance and we have to really uh, co-create together, right? Mm -hmm. To build something different. So in the beginning, uh, uh, we, we wanted to also um, pay attention about the six hand um, handshakes, but we said ha six uh, connection six, right? Something where uh, we are asking our, as well, our um, guest to, um, to, to nominate someone 
right? Because this is uh, a way how we can co-create together. We can come mindset people in into discussions, into express who they are and how they can impact and inspire other people to overcome difficulties and to create another mindset. So I will ask you if you have in mind any kind of person that you want to invite to the platform. That will be awesome. I do. And, yes? Okay. Yeah, I do. Um, she's a very dear friend of mine. And she is, she's a organic gourmet cook. She and her husband used to have an organic farm. Um, they moved, but they are putting a farm in their new property. Um, and she teaches classes on food and, and all kinds of stuff. Her name's Anne-Marie Cantrell, and I think she'd be awesome. Um, yeah, she's, and she's like me, like she does energy work too, and just a lot of stuff. Like I do Reiki, but she does, it's another form of energy work. So yeah, I'd like to nominate Anne-Marie. Great. We're looking forward to meet her. And um, Anne, thank you very much. And I would like to ask you, last question mm -hmm. um if you were given imagine you were given a um, world's microphone where all media channels were in your control for just 60 seconds what would be your message to all people and why i think my message would be that um you know you are the expert of you and health doesn't have to be hard. Weight doesn't have to be hard. Um, if you learn to listen to the body, we have this innate ability to be well. We have this innate ability to be maintained. Our bodies know what to do if given the right tools. And I think it's the one of the most important things we could all do is get back to learning to listen to it and using those tools. Um, and really stop giving our power away. Mm -hmm. Stop giving our power away and take that 1%. I always tell people it's 1% every day. Just do a little bit because a little bit adds up at the end of the week. You know, if you do 1% instead of 100% all at once and then, you know, oh, I can't do it. You know, I think we have that backwards. That goes to that force again. So like, let's stop forcing and let's, let's learn to flow and um and i guess appreciate what we are who we are because we all have those there's that inner beauty and that inner just gift that everybody is thank you very much for this lovely message thank you Anne, for being with us today it's wonderful you know to meet new people and to meet the people who are you know, who conquered some, you know, prices in themselves, who are a real role model, you know, for other people and showing, you know, that we can change here and now. And the more people like this, you know, the, the faster, you know, we will change our society for the better. So thank you one more time for being thank with you. us. Thank you, Carla, for co-host. And I would like to say to dear viewers, uh, if you would like to learn more about the Creative Society Project, to become the part of our team, please visit alatraunites.com where you would see the red button join us. You can click it and you can choose your own language and share your vision of a creative society.
would want to be our guest or a part of our team, please send us an email. So thank you very much, Anne, for the lovely and warm conversation. It was a pleasure meeting you today and see you all soon. Bye-bye. I appreciate it.